Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip our listeners with helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. We believe true wealth is the thing money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Furthermore, we also believe our calling is to enable others to fulfill their own. And to that end, we endeavor. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to another Wisdom and Wealth podcast episode. I'm Josh Clues, the Senior Wealth Planner for Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. Last week or in a previous episode, depending on when you're getting this uh, current episode, we talked about why you would want a tax report each and every year. In In today's episode, I want to stress that you should be receiving an estimated required minimum distribution report or an RMD report or an RMD estimate in addition to that. Now, why would you want this? Maybe some of you is something that some of you may be asking. Um, why, um, you know, what what is a required minimum distribution? Might be a great starting point for some because I know there's a lot of terms that we can throw around um, periodically if we work in this industry day to day. But a required minimum distribution is essentially uh, what you have to take out of your qualified accounts, whether it be a 401k or whether it be an IRA, each and every year, and it's a uh, formula that is uh, brought together that's supposed to gradually uh, make sure that you have to take all of your earnings out of those accounts over the course of your lifetime. So it's a little bit arbitrary and it's not definitely not uh, customized to your specific life circumstances. And what can often happen is that people's needs and what they're forced to take out can be mismatched and in that happening you can end up arbitrarily paying a higher tax rate than is necessary over time and so today i want to talk specifically about two instances um first i want to talk about people who are already at rmd age and what they should be looking for and what they might want to consider um if they are already at RMD age and then those people that are, you know, prior to whether they're still working or whether they've already retired, but have some time, uh, until they get to that, that milestone. So if you're already at RMD age, the first thing that I think you want to take a look at is actually looking at what your life lifestyle needs are. Like, what do you actually spend money on? And, is your RMD that you're currently forced to take out of your qualified accounts, where's that at? Um, is that, for starters, is, is that more than what you need to live on? Because if it is, that's, you know, potentially could be putting you in a higher tax bracket. How much of what you're paying in taxes comes from just that one distribution? I'd like to tell folks that I want them to have three streams of income uh, taxable buckets that they can pull from, uh, whether it is, you know, a qualified account. So something that they pay, um, regular income taxes on, I want them to have a bucket that is going to be taxed at, um, capital gains rates. And then also a bucket that is not going to be taxed, whether it be, you know, Roth, uh, a Roth IRA, whether it be municipals inside their taxable, uh, accounts and so on. So 
the first thing you want to look at is just, you know, that, that five meter target, that 10 meter target. Hey, what, what is my required minimum, minimum distribution this year? And is there a mismatch there? But additionally, you want to look at what that is over time. Um, often since, you know, the, that, um, that formula is designed to make you take your income or make, make you take all of your assets out of that vehicle, it's going to continue to ratchet up. And you want to basically take a look. It's not an exact science, but you want to take a look at what that required minimum distribution could be um, when you're 80, when you're 90, and you know when you pass on. The next piece that I find that most people don't take into consideration is uh, the fact that what tax rate will their heirs be at when they absorb those those resources? So currently, as the as the current rule holds, your heirs have ten years to take once they inherit your IRA to take that its contents out and transfer it to a taxable account. And when they take that out, they have to pay ordinary income tax at that on, on those those resources. So it typically makes sense to spread those resources out evenly over that ten year period. So it's really important that you actually take a, a look at where you're at today and, and where you're going and try to optimize your taxable situation. And so there are two specific things that I think you want to look at um, if you are currently taking required minimum distributions. First, if you're charitably inclined at all, look at taking what's called a qualified charitable distribution from your uh, 401k or from your IRA and, and utilize that uh, because it counts towards your required minimum distribution amount. Um, if you are going to give those dollars away, you might as well go ahead and, and reap the full benefit of it charitably because it will drive down your tax rates because essentially you get you still get to claim the standard deduction um, even after giving away money through this charitable um, distribution from your from your IRA. The next piece that you want to look at is is potentially Roth conversions, um, especially if your RMD is going to you know get way out in front of what your lifestyle need is. Now it doesn't always make sense for everyone's situation to do Roth conversions. What I mean by that is paying tax today in hopes that you know. You're, you'll pay a lower tax rate in the future because there's a little bit of a growth factor that plays comes into play. But if you have 15, 20, 25 years at play, uh, that's where things may actually make sense. Keep in mind also that when you do a, a Roth conversion, those assets go into the Roth. So you pay regular income tax rates on a portion of money and then you know, say that, you know, you wanted to convert $5,000. So that $5,000 then goes into, you pay your regular income tax rates on that. It goes into a Roth IRA and it grows tax-free until you pass away. Once you've passed away, um, you can leave it to your spouse and it continue it can continue to grow tax-free until their death. And then if, if, uh, you've passed away and you've left it uh, to one of your heirs, they have 10 years of additional tax-free growth until they have to take out that that in, that $5,000. So they are then, hopefully the, that 5,000 has grown significantly and then they roll it into a taxable account. And then 
with no taxable event. There's nothing that happens there. They then have the, that's their basis in a taxable account. And then they have to pay capital gains rates based off of where it, it starts at from that point forward. So you can already see where the flexibility of having that Roth IRA for, for your heirs uh, can potentially pay off uh, significantly. Um, and just using you know, that, that small hypothetical. If you're listening to this and you um, are giving charitably um, and you know you uh, weren't aware of a qualified charitable distribution, you should probably feel just a touch aggravated. <laughs> um, so, and I'll leave that there. But if you have questions about it, reach out to me. I, I'm more than happy to help you with that. I'm incredibly passionate about people uh, realizing their charitable goals. Um, and, and taking advantage of that. Now, if you fall into another category um, of folks, you know, say that you are already retired or you've stopped working and you're, say, 10 years away or 15 years away from the required minimum distribution age, which is, you know, currently 75, you have some flexibility and you have some time. Again, I said I want to make sure that clients have a portion of their resources that they'll pay regular income tax on. I want them to have a portion of their income of their income that they're going to pull from that's going to be taxed at capital gains rates. And lastly, a Roth or something that uh, they're not going to have to pay any tax on so they can diversify their tax their, their taxable situation. So if you're still in the earning phase, it may make sense for some people to you know, stop contributing to their regular 401k and start contributing to their Roth 401k instead of, you know, instead of, uh, you know, trying to shield their income from tax from their income tax at the, at the current rates. Now, if you're typically that only makes sense if you're on or about the 24% tax bracket for most people. And then again, that's depending on your age, um, your income, projected income needs in retirement, so on and so forth. So there's many things at play. So it's not, not a, a one-size-fits-all approach. It's typically customized to your lifestyle. But the other piece, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're saying, you know, you look back fondly on the 24% tax bracket, you know, obviously put away as much as you possibly can, shield from the highest tax rate, that goes without saying. But one one step lower or one, one step beyond that is, hey, mentor those people that are in your life about how to, how to utilize the instruments that weren't available to you as you were coming up. Another thing that you might want to consider if you're in a high tax bracket is saving in, an after tax, in the after-tax portion of your 401k. Most 401k plans that I've encountered have an option for you to save after tax. And so this money then goes into that after tax kind of bucket. And some 401k accounts even allow you to do what's called an in-service distribution of that after tax amount. And you can roll that directly into a Roth IRA. So each year you have the ability to save a period, a portion of your income and then shield it from taxes after you've already earned it. So it's not perfect. Obviously it's not shielded from all tax, but it's shielded from all the growth that you would get on it going forward can be shielded provided that you get it out of your 401k. Now, if you just leave it in your 401k, the basis is not is no longer taxed, but any growth on that uh, 
amount is taxed at capital gains rates once you get ready to pull that money out or once you've finally retired. Lastly, you know, if you have retired or stopped working and you're in your 60s, you have a window of opportunity in which to take a look at your lifestyle, see where you're at given your current tax situation and see if Roth conversions make sense for your lifestyle and take a look at whether you could actually be saving, you know, some significant uh, money over the course of your lifetime by lowering your average tax rate. It may seem like a small thing, but that discipline over a long period of time can add up. And again, I've already showed, I've already, you know, I've already uh, talked about how you can save money, um, you know, whether it be from your heirs, so on and so forth. So if if you are listening to this and you've still got some time, whether you're working, take a look at that after-tax uh, bucket. Secondly, take a look at whether it makes sense to shield your all of your income from taxes and, you know, to fully max out, you know, your pre-tax bucket or whether a Roth 401k makes sense for your situation. And then lastly, if you've stopped working, take a look at what Roth conversions could do for not just you know your heirs, but also for you later on in your, your retirement or your period of financial independence. What could you actually do with those those dollars if you actually could save on your tax bill over the course of your lifetime. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you have any questions about this um, and any of the topics related to it, please feel, feel free to reach out to me. And also, I think it goes without saying, if there's any topics that you'd like me to cover in a future episode, feel free to reach out to me at your convenience. As always, remember, we're wishing you continued truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. Have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.